find the most confusing about the ATP finals? And it, and, it, and it puts me on the back foot for the rest of the tournament. Confusing. Getting lost in the dome? Always get lost. So that's not confusing. That's just a part of life. <laughs> that's just every year. <laughs> that's just every year. I end up in the wrong place. I stood in the lift for about five minutes on the first day with the door opening and closing because I couldn't remember which floor to go to. <laughs> and the door was just opening and closing. And eventually it made that buzzing noise as if to say, if you're not going to do something, get out the lift. Yeah. At which point I just guess. No, it's not the getting lost. It's... It starts on a Sunday. Oh, right, yeah. That is very strange. So I'm, I'm constantly a day ahead because yeah. I, I just assumed, because aside from Roland Garros, largely you start on a Monday. Yeah. Unless you've come through qualifying, then you've come through the weekend. But, but we don't normally work on the qualifying, We don't normally do come we? through so qualifying. <laughs> we straighten <laughs> the main draw. Can you imagine they pit us against each other, right? Kev, Whoever today you're taking on off. is allowed to work today. So, so I spend the whole week... And, and because I'm thinking about things back home with the children because they're organising school, I keep sending messages going, don't forget today is a tennis lesson. It's Monday. Oh, of course it is. Yeah. So I'm, I'm <laughs> sending, it, it, you've got to put the bins out tonight. It's the wrong day. And I'm thinking, oh, so it basically stays with me for the whole of the week. Yeah, it, it's, it is a bit strange. I'm definitely confused on days. But I think I went the other <laughs> way. I think I overcompensated because I thought today was Monday. So I've gone backwards a day, haven't I? So you're a day ahead and I'm a day behind. Today's Tuesday. Yeah, it is Tuesday. Tuesday oh. <laughs> is a complete disaster. You think it's Wednesday, I think it's Monday. But you flew How in. have got to work? But you, <laughs> <laughs> you, I came in on the boat today. Oh, well, that, that is the answer of how you got to work. I Amazing. got on the boat today. How was it? I had a little bit of a, a later start and I'd heard about the boat. Mm. I was a little bit worried I'd get lost. So the hotel gave me a map. <laughs> it is a straight line. What, to get to the boat? Yes. But it's a Walk straight... Walk to the water? It's a st- well, both. Boat <laughs> and water. <laughs> but it's a straight line. But she gave me a map. And I looked at the map for a good long while before I set off. It's about 10 minutes from the hotel. I thought, I'm just going to try it. I've never been on it. And um, loved it. Got down to the boat. Got on it. It's only one stop. I made sure I was going in the right direction. Because <laughs> there was a worry that I'd end up wrong side of London at least you can see the dome and it, you, you can't, can't that way from, can you, oh can you not see the no, dome no I don't think from, you can because it's around a corner oh bend. right you, got you, can, go, no, you oh, can't see oh, it sorry but sorry. I think the man I, looked at it. me and he was slightly worried that I'd go in the wrong direction so told me where to go and um, and it was lovely it, it's one stop it's quite cold it's quite quick but then when we got to the end I felt sorry there was a guy at the back who's in charge of getting the rope and slinging it on the on the thing that holds the rope technically I don't know what that's called. Right, yeah. You know, the thing... I, mean, I can't help you with the technical but word. But do you know what I'm talking about? The thing <laughs> yeah. that you throw the rope over and then... Yeah, yeah. you kind of you it's attach like a, yourself so you don't drift away. Exactly. He was trying to attach us to the sides so we didn't drift away. Another boat had stopped next door. On the other boat, we had Daniel Medvedev in his long white coat getting Ooh. off the boat. One of those Lacoste sort of puffer jacketing things. Nice. We had Mies and Kravitz, the, the German doubles pairing, they were getting off. And all the people on our boat were desperate to get off the boat to take photos or maybe to get an autograph because it was packed full of people going to tennis. And this poor guy is like a lasso. He wound it up, he threw, and as it missed, I, I do not lie, everyone went, oh. <laughs> and so then you get a little bit more tense because you've missed he wound it up again I'm talking five six times after each attempt it was oh no oh. and then the captain the guy driving the boat on the loudspeaker because on those sort of the touristic boats they have oh we're just approaching X or Y 
suddenly on the loudspeaker he said I'll try and get it closer for you to see if you can do it this time (laughs) he was this poor man was trying to hold it together and and finally he gets it over and I was convinced it didn't happen I was convinced there'd be a round of applause because of all the groaning that had gone on but finally he he hooks us to the shore we jump out we wander in but it was a lovely way to come to work oh I bet were you outside or inside it would be quite chilly what in in the boat on the river (laughs) <laughs> but in the boat show there was an indoor bit and an outdoor bit where you kind of what, what were you well, doing were you sheltered in this world your hair looks very nice today so you can't have been out in the wind I was in this world of Instagram and Twitter social media I thought it'd be nice to get a nice little video of arriving at work yeah. so I was outside wow I mean, I mean, wow, it's not the Arctic. No, I'm <laughs> saying wow, because your hair looks so nice. Mine would be an absolute Thank you very much. nest of just nonsense going on. I'd it have to tie it up. It wasn't that windy. It's only but one stop. But if you're going, the boat's going. No, it's it going. was going some. <laughs> it was actually travelling. I had, had a hat on. Um, I enjoyed it. It was, it was very nice. Are you going to do that every day now? I might do it later in the week, because later in the week you get a slightly later start. Right. So, And I might go with someone, maybe a colleague. It might be more fun yeah. to go with someone. Well, I don't know. Join you. Do you fancy coming on the boat? Yeah, we can do that. How about Sunday? Yes. Finals day? Yeah, okay. Shall we come in on the boat? Okay, I'd love to. It was very nice. good. We can yeah, get a good video going. It was... Uh, <laughs> Oh, that would be that What you look like, Chewbacca? With yeah, my <laughs> hair would. My hair would be carnage. With your hair my any opportunity for my hair to frizz up and tangle into a knot, it'll take it. And it's really noisy, so we'll be kind of yelling at the phone. Your hair will be sticking up on end. Be a disaster. We're on our way. We're, we're going to the O2. But we'll give it a go. But it was it was a very nice way to come into work. Yeah. So who do you think we will be? doing our preview video of on the Sunday for the final then who do you think will make it through to the final I haven't got a clue no I've got half a clue okay I've got, <laughs> you got one person I've down got, I've got half who's the one person I've got down well, Djokovic there we go the other person I honestly don't know we had Federer losing yeah so Dominic team he's currently as we record this winning eating. beating Berrettini now quite comfortably yeah um and then we've had Nadal losing his first match. And from people I spoke to, because I didn't see that match, I said, oh, is it the abdominal tear? Is he injured? And they said, no, he just wasn't very good. Yeah, pretty much. Was it as simple as that? Yeah, he, he just wasn't, wasn't great. The serve seemed okay, because that's what you would assume with the abdominal tear. Maybe it was a distraction. I'm not sure. But, uh, yeah, I actually wasn't working. I was here. Ben came with me. We just got tickets, and we went and watched. Oh, that's a nice so treat. we went and watched Nadal. And uh, when I got I got him some tickets and I said, I'll oh, bring one of your friends. He said, well, I only want to go if you come with me. And, and I thought, really? That's just going to work on, <laughs> on a day off. Okay, so he does something really nice by saying, <laughs> I want to take you. He could sit next to someone who's knowledgeable, who can talk him through exactly what's going on. You yeah. were like, ugh, got to go to work. Where, no. were you, where were your seats? They were in- very good. They were very good. They were in kind of one of the corners, at kind of a, a decent a decent level. But no, actually, I very much enjoyed it because I haven't been just part of the crowd for, I think probably, I've probably only done it ever once, really. I've either been playing or been a coach or been linked to the player somehow or been working as Do a you commentator. Uh, I clapped, yes. When there was a good point, I would clap. Most of it was uh, Zverev's <laughs> serving or big shots because he was kind of off. He played very well, though. He, he really did play well. Uh, the court's quite quick, and Rafa just didn't look comfortable at all. Do you think it's because he hasn't been able to practice as he would have wanted to because of the abdominal tear that he got in the warm-up ahead of his semi-final in Paris? Yeah, probably. It's probably just distracting him. I mean, who knows? We're only guessing, really, aren't we? But I reckon, uh, yeah, it's just... 
it's just lingering there. But, you know, good on him for after just saying, look, I was beaten by the better player. But shock for the crowd, must say, to have Federer lose and Nadal lose, both, you know, the first match here, that is quite a concerned sort of little rumble around the uh, the arenas. We spoke to, just below our commentary box at ATP Tennis Radio, is the official, official Federer fan club. Now each year that he's here, they block out those seats for both sessions because at the time they don't know whether he's going to be morning or How evening. How do they manage that? How do they manage to get the same seats They must year? have some kind of agreement, because I, I know in Shanghai, the certain fan clubs get the same seats every year. Uh, I will tell you what, the, the Shanghai fan clubs are... Wow, and they sit, but they sit. Yeah, they, they get a block, don't they? Where they're going to? So yeah. maybe it's the same because I have seen them here the last few years, but they don't know which session. Right. So I found that when Frederick he was playing in the evening against Dominic Team in the morning, all I could see was empty seats because I'm not saying they're not tennis fans; they're just more Federer fans than they are tennis fans. So they weren't there in the morning session, and then they appeared in the evening. And I mean, they are hard. There was a woman called Erica who had an RF, a light that kept glowing and coming off. It was turned on, turned off. And we got to speak to her and she works for a design company. She had an apprentice and she set her apprentice the task, if he wanted to keep his job, of designing her a Roger Federer light specifically for the tour finals. Wow. It was a very good light. Oh yeah, people go all out, don't they? Yeah. Particularly with Federer, we get kind of posters, printing, artwork, we get flags and all sorts, lots of face paint and an RF, was it a flashing light, did you say? Yes, it was flashing. Just a, just it was, and it had an on-off switch, I mean, it had everything. I mean, her wow. apprentice had gone ab- above and beyond, but it was weird doing the commentary of that match, and the crowd couldn't believe it, they didn't want to believe it, nothing against Dominic team. Oh, can I just say, we're in the... <laughs> that woke me up. Thinking that we're actually lying that we're at the O2, we're in the media dining area. Yeah, it's very, very loud and crashy. They're sorting out the cutlery, I think. They're sorting out the cutlery. So good, if good food, though. The, the good food, food is the food is right. Lunch is just actually finished. They're switching off the lights, and lunch is very nice. The food is. The problem is tournaments that you're at. You just eat. All you do is eat because we finish lunch, but very shortly we're having dinner. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that's how it feels. Yeah. Next time we come down here, oh, should we have another four courses? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I'm not doing the three, four hour exercise that all these players around you are doing but it, it look it's an incredible event I mean everything that's laid on for the players for the media for the spectators if you've if your only experience of tennis is Wimbledon if we're talking in the UK you come here and you get a shock it's like watching tennis in a nightclub it's dark flashing lights dry ice someone's gone really crazy with the dry ice mm. this year you get the noises when there's an ace or there's a set point or there's a match point you can come here not really knowing anything and then pretty much follow along yeah absolutely you don't have to be kind of like super tennis fan and all of the standards are always really high because obviously it's the top eight and uh, and they do it really well it couldn't really be more contrasting to Wimbledon which has its own thing going on for sure but it's uh, yeah it, it's it's completely different much you know there's a lot of music there's a, just a totally different vibe kind of similar to, to Milan last week actually they went to town on the light show and and the music and all sorts but I'm gonna make my prediction for the final I'm gonna say oh I avoided that didn't I did I avoid that oh cutlery's back yeah <laughs> cutlery's going and going again. there we go uh, <laughs> and again no I think she looked at us as she did it I think she's gonna get another great big box of cutlery One more. <laughs> excellent sorry yes so Djokovic oh you didn't do your other one do you want to go first or no you I'd like to you to go, go first I, I'm shocked well look we've seen everybody play one match now haven't we yes so I will pick team 
Really? Yeah. Oh, okay, that's oh. interesting. It was either that or six pass. Uh, I will... I will pick... Federer. Oh! Oh, wow, okay. Well, he's in a good position now, so you're looking okay. He's up a set and a break. Well, so. I suddenly remember that I... No, you know I've been saying that I picked him to win the tour finals. I've said, yeah, all year. No, well, oh. no, apparently not. <laughs> I've been telling everyone, I'm going with Federer because I picked him in the time capsule that we do. I pick, we open the time capsule. I picked El Potro. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing how you forget. What's the problem with that pick? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, geez, There's a play. few, few problems with that pick. So, but I, I'm going to go, I'm going to go Djokovic, Federer, and then I'm going to go Djokovic, to be the year-end number one. Yeah, I, I think so, yeah. Djokovic to be year-end number one, and I think he's going to win here. Uh, so it would mean he would have won quite a lot this year, once again. Six <laughs> titles. We, um, you touched on next year, because you flew in from Milan. Sunday, yeah. Flew in from Milan. And the swing volley was listening when you did, I didn't hear this, you were doing build-up, was it to the final in the gelato parlour? Yeah. Yeah, we did. We went to... Um, Bless you. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> we went to um, yeah, we went to a gelato. By the way, part. I can't not say bless you. Wherever really? I am, no, oh, see, I never say it. No, see, wherever no, oh, I noticed, don't think I'm rude I, when I don't say it. No, but, but wherever I, I am, even if I don't know the person, or it's not an appropriate time like then to say bless you, I always say it. Why? What do you think is going to happen? Oh no, I don't say because I think I'm going to be struck down or something. I just, <laughs> I'm just very polite. Oh, not saying you're right. not polite. Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm so rude. <laughs> I've just, it's something. But I even did it. I remember in one of the early days when I was doing a radio show. Your radio, you have the headphones, and there's constant chatter in your ears. And the producer or someone in the gallery sneezed, and I said, "Bless you." But obviously, everyone listening <laughs> didn't hear. They just heard me suddenly go, "Bless you." That's amazing. <laughs> I, because I, I, I just instinctively, I always say it. Oh, see, I just never say it because then if I forget to say it, it's not being rude. Everyone just knows I don't. Say it. Like, so you know I don't say it. So I've never noticed. I oh. don't remember sneezing in front of you. I, I can't remember your sneeze either. <laughs> Now, I didn't hear this, but the swing volley wants to know if there's a bit of a backstory to the reason you were there. I mean, not really. We just wanted gelato. That's basically what, what it came down to. We thought, we want gelato, but we also need to record the uh, the breakfast chat for HP Tennis Radio. So we went for a stroll, found some gelato. We all got a tub. And breakfast then we just chat? Gelato? What time well, was it? Well, it was on finals day, so it was lunchtime, okay. really. It was about two o'clock, I think. But it's called the breakfast chat. Lunch chat. Brunch chat? Lunch chat. <laughs> leaving you to dinner it. chat <laughs> and uh, so we got a tub each and then we um, yeah we started eating it and then we were doing we started doing the lunch chat whilst we were eating gelato um, which I found difficult because I just I can't if something's in front of me I can't not eat it did you try and stick your tongue <laughs> to the ice cream tub no because I would have had to have taken a dive <laughs> over the counter to try and, and get to it but no I ref I restrained myself and if anyone is wondering maybe you're new to the podcast and you haven't listened to all the ones gone by what we're talking about we are aren't we around christmas time going to be a couple of a couple of specials a couple of yeah. bits that i don't say highlights because people might listen saying that wasn't a highlight but things that have made us laugh it's the highest smile. it gets <laughs> it's the, it's the, i'm not sure our bar is very high but it's the things that we have that made us chuckle mm. over the year and and Naomi, the ice cream tub and losing half her tongue is in there. It's one of yeah. my highlights. You know my tongue hasn't recovered. I, 
mean, it was it was an awful thing to do. It was. I, I still, <laughs> I still don't understand what drew you in that situation, in a public situation at a dinner party, to attach your tongue to a tub of ice cream. Yeah. Well, this was back in April, and it's still kind of yeah. There are there are bits missing. <laughs> so um, for, for more on that, because I I just I don't think I can go there again. No, no. Um, let's it'll be on. around Christmas. We're going to do a couple of. Yeah, it, you don't have to go off. there, but we're going to force all the listeners to go there once <laughs> again and relive it. To go through the <laughs> ice cream and the tongue. Uh, flavour then, particular flavour, as you sat in well, this ice cream. But I think the swing volley needs a bit more than, oh, we just decided to. They had really funky flavours. It was no sugar, no dairy. Yeah, no eggs, no milk, no sugar. And I tell you what, we ordered before we found that out. And I ordered, and then she said, oh, there's no no dairy no sugar and I thought oh great <laughs> came out for gelato and I've got no sugar no eggs no dairy but I tell you what it was actually really good really nice uh, one of them was sort of a lemony hazelnut flavour very strange she assured me it was good and it was very good I'm not and sure then I put those two together and then I think I had pistachio a pistachio is my whole life I never ever try pistachio because I thought what is wrong with you why on earth would I want a pistachio flavoured ice cream that's horrendous why would I want that I don't want that I want chocolate and then about two years ago I tried pistachio for the first time and I think I always have pistachio now <laughs> I don't like pistachio ice cream no I think it's great it's a bit green it's a bit like luminous sometimes yeah I think it's a little bit of the colour I, d- I don't remember the last time I had ice cream actually not being in a gelato parlour in Milan well in Milan you can't you kind of have to but we did the chat there it was a very nice afternoon sort of thing but we kind of rolled everything into one because we had to get we had to get to the tennis and watch Sinner storm through his his final absolute demolition of Dumanor which was so impressive so how good is Yannick Sinner it's a joke I mean it's actually a joke I mean it was that final was awesome it was absolutely awesome sorry we're just having a little look because Federer's now Break back points down. Well, hang on a second. We can't commentate because by the time people listen to this, Federer might be back in Switzerland, oh, okay. or he might be through to the semi-final. We'll keep you updated <laughs> as we go. You no, know okay. what? If, Sorry, I'm if, getting distracted. If during this podcast he does lose, then we can have a big chat. Oh, okay, that's, fine. That's yeah, a big okay, If there's a result, if there's the a result, it's not going to change. Stop commentating. Okay. Were you like this with Ben Very last night? Were you sat in the stands last night with poor Ben trying to watch? Do you keep commentating? Pretty much. Oh. It's hard not to. Do you not find that sometimes? No. Hard to not. <laughs> just watch. Just enjoy. <laughs> no, we, we we had a nice time. Um, yeah, but no, Sinner, unbelievable. Unbelievable. The whole event in Milan was amazing. Next Gen was amazing. But Sinner is another level of awesomeness. I mean, he hit the ball so hard. He hit the ball harder than anyone in the history of that tournament, with the one exception of Shapovalov on the forehand which is crazy, he's 18. And he just destroyed Dimonor through that match. I mean, absolutely, I mean, like I said it at the time, I was like, well, Dimonor's just not even really been in this. He hasn't even threatened and he's a top 20 player. So, I mean, it, it is absolutely mind-blowing. Does he at the moment have the advantage that say, for instance, Alex Dimonor, and I know we have YouTube and you can find things out, but he is a little bit the unknown as well as being a very, very, very good tennis player, there's a little bit the unknown about him when he steps out on court. Oh, yeah, and we see that with all players, don't we? When they break through, people haven't quite figured it out. And then one player will uh, have been through the videos, work out a way to beat somebody, pick the game apart, and then everybody kind of latches onto it, and that, that will happen. So, but for him, I mean, he just... 
it just is it's so hard like honestly it's just overwhelmingly hard and he still has so much kind of filling out to do and growing and getting stronger and all those sorts of things so I mean he was phenomenal and it's not even about I've been talking to my brother a lot about this it's not even about the fact that well okay the fact that he is able to beat Dimonor and he has the ability has the shots that sort of thing is putting him already in the elite that's unbelievable for a kid his age but the fact that because he's able to do it he just goes out and does it it's just it's just crazy he just kind of goes oh okay I figured this out and off I go like in the final against Dimonor first few games quite tight and then it's almost like he got hold of the level that he needed and went oh actually I can win this so I'll just I'll just win it there's no sort of second guessing there's no nerves there's no fear there's no anything at all that goes on if he can beat you he just will it's just it's crazy and it's interesting that he was asked about the Davis Cup and would he be snuck into that and be part of that and and he said no it's time now to rest to shut down the season to recover and and that is a very sensible thing to say because I imagine it's very easy to get carried away and say yes now I'm going to go on to Davis Cup Files and now I'm going to go and do this and I take over the world but it seems that they are treating him and he is treating everything very sensibly which you need to do at that age yeah and he basically just said look I'm really young I've got to be careful okay this looks like this could be loud for a while guys at least you've got microphones, so you might be able to hear us. <laughs> but he said basically that he's 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 really young. He's what got to look after his body. I don't know. Just don't listen. I can't hear you now. I can't hear you now. But I but I think yeah, people should be able to hear us. Quick, go. She stopped. She stopped. No, she's coming around. No, worryingly, she's coming even closer to us. But it's not a problem. Can I just say quickly? And I know we're not commentating on Roger Federer, but the last ATP Finals debutant to defeat Roger Federer was who? Do you want to give it a guess? I can give you the year, but that might not help. Okay, go for the year. 2008. 2008. Does that help? No, not really. No, I didn't think it would. The last ATP final debutant. Oh. He has just had his third child. Oh, Andy. Andy Murray. And his baby boy is called? Teddy. Teddy. Oh, that's nice. That's a newest like addition, that. newest addition to the Murray family. But is he is he kind of Edward, and then known as Teddy? I, I or believe it's Teddy. Oh, okay. Well, that's a full full travelling party there. Names are difficult though. My my fr- the heavily pregnant neighbour who you sent thirty mugs to by yep. mistake. It Hello. Didn't, it, <laughs> it didn't. We've got a connection it now. Didn't, got a bond. <laughs> it didn't send her into labour. I should give her a mug. Didn't send her into labour, but the labour came fairly soon after. Hmm. She didn't know what she was having had a baby girl and she said ultimately you just want a healthy baby but she said oh and we're quite glad because we couldn't think of a boy's name she oh. said immediately we got the girl's name had it knew it got it yeah but with the boys with the boy's name we could not we could not settle on when she said it would have been it would have been a nightmare because we just couldn't agree would you if when you get pregnant would you want to know what you were having boy or girl yeah for sure would you yeah. you don't want because some people say the reason not to find out there's very few things in this life that are a genuine surprise. A genuine surprise. Right. And so some people want to have that. No, I, I get that. I just don't like surprises. Do you not? No. Okay, I've, I've noted that. No, I very much don't like surprises. <laughs> Do you really not? Yeah. So if someone threw you a surprise party, yeah. how would that go down? Uh, yeah, it wouldn't be amazing. No, I'd, I'd go with it because I don't want to be rude. Would you not show excitement? 
I would try to, yeah, but I don't know if I would genuinely be excited about it. I think I just feel a little bit uncomfortable. Oh, really? I, I don't like surprises so much that if I start watching a new series on TV and no. I like the first episode, I have to look up what happens in the end. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. Oh, that's awful. I have to look it up because otherwise there's no point. If the, if the ending's bad, then I'll go, great, cut my losses now, I don't need to watch it. But if the ending's good, then I'll say, okay, great, I'm in now. I'm, I'm all in, and then I'm focused yeah, but on then it. it's ruined it, because then you know what's going to happen. If it's a murder mystery, and it's who who done it, and you found out that the gardener did it, what on earth is the point of watching the series? Well, if it's a who done it, then then I'm, I probably won't, if that's the point of it. But if it's just a standard series, then yeah, I'll, I'll figure out how everything... Do you I'll want a happy ending or a sad ending? Oh, I don't mind. I like, I like either. But yeah, welcome to Ben's World. When we start watching a series together, we watch the first episode, and then I look up everything that happens, and then we have to sit there and watch it together and I try and double bluff him being like I bet he's not going to kill her and he's like just stop it just stop. god that's annoying it's very annoying that is really <laughs> annoying and books do you read the last page in a book no no no, no. I wouldn't I, I wouldn't do it in a book but what if you're disappointed when you get to the end no, of the book no because with the book you can kind of you know read reviews I, I, I'm just not I'm not bothered about spoilers like spoilers are fine spoilers are good for me they're not spoiling anything they're actually enhancing my sort of like determination to plough through because I think this is going to be good it's got a good ending I know it's got a good ending so weird yeah that is really weird yeah <laughs> yeah, I just it is. Oh, hey, so have yes, you seen sorry. that uh, Isla uh, Tomljanovic is here? She's flown in. I mean, she must have flown like yesterday, overnight. And, and I'm not saying because she was part of Australia's Fed Cup team that, that lost to France and Australia. And I'm not saying it's a wasted journey because to be with the person that you're seeing, in this case, Mattia Berrettini, you want to see them. But should he lose, not that we're commentating on this, but should he lose to Roger Federer today? He's out. He's still got a match to play, but he's out and it's done. Yeah, but she's it's just, a long way to come. She's she's not coming to watch him win. She's coming to show him support, right? It doesn't matter whether he wins Although or there loses. is now that direct flight, 17-hour flight from Perth to London. Haven't you done that? I have. How was it? It's a dreamliner. I think it's quite good because I'm... If you're going for work, I just want to get there. Mm. So if you're going for a holiday with your family, you might want to stop for a couple of days or explore somewhere. I just want to kind of get there and I don't really like flying. Right. Which is quite weird to think I'd then want to sit in a plane for 17 hours. But I almost just want to get it over and done with. It is the most efficient way to get there, right? So that makes sense. What, Australia? Yeah. Yes, exactly. Otherwise, it, I'd be leaving now <laughs> for the Australian <laughs> Open. On a boat. And I still might not make it. <laughs> but it, it was fine. The, it, comfortable. Fine. You settle yourself in. You've got your seat. You sort yourself out and, and you get there. Mm. And then when you get there, it's only three hours to Melbourne and it just feels a lot easier. So she probably jumped on that Dreamliner. Right. And I hear that Kristina Mladenovic, who was voted player of the Fed Cup final I mean, by very the fans... I mean, very much deserved. I mean, that was amazing for her. She apparently is on her way to support the man who you think is going to be in the final. Ah, OK, so that's interesting. But did she not get on the same plane? Probably not. Oh, well, maybe they she, were celebrating. Well, exactly. Can you imagine? You, do you want to sit next to... so? You've, I think they get on all right. I've just beaten you in the Fed Cup final. Yeah. Do I want to sit next to you or you want to sit next to me for 17 hours as we run through it, relive I, it? I think you they You know get the ending? Right. It's quite an extraordinary... <laughs> <laughs> no, right. It's quite an extraordinary um, final, wasn't it, really? It was pretty tense. The opening day was bizarre. A love and love, yeah. which was Tom Lianovic losing to Barty, and then a one-on-one. Oh, no, it wasn't. Love, Love was Garcia. Sorry, losing to Barty. Why would Tom Lianovic have been playing Barty? That definitely didn't happen. They're on the same team. Just leaving you to it again. <laughs> you know there's always a point in the podcast where I just leave you to it. Gar- Garcia lost Love and Love to, to Barty and uh, Tom Lianovic. 
What did Tomjanovic do? Who knows? So, so was, well, who she lost she to Christina Mladenovic. <laughs> yes. Who's flying in to see Dominic Team? Yes. You got it? Exactly. That was one on one. Yeah. So it was a very quick opening day. Yes. And then whatever happened after that, it's probably better to look it up rather than listen to me because I'm going to get it wrong. In the celebrations of the, of the French Fed Cup team. Yeah, I know. Julien Beneteau. Broke his foot. The captain. Was that, how, when was that? Celebrating. Was that, was that at the match point, like when it finished? No, it was celebrating. It was out. Which bit? Oh, that evening. Celebrating. Oh, that, oh yes. right, okay. Proper right. celebrating. I wondered if he'd done it not on the court. Running onto court. He broke no. his foot. I saw him wandering around the court doing interviews, so it definitely wasn't then, unless right. he was just sort of grinning and bearing it. But he broke his foot. Wow. During the celebration. Which has been good but celebrations. Amazing. There, there was part, of, I'm very happy for France. I know that. The Fed Cup and Davis Cup means so much to the French players especially and they have camera crews following them and we know the players really do rise to the occasion that in that team situation. But I kind of wanted it to be the, the cherry on the cake for Ash Barty. I mean, I know, look, she's had an extraordinary year and it doesn't diminish anything that's happened this year, but wouldn't that have been a great way in Australia for Ash Barty to finish off? Oh, yeah, but come on. She's had enough, isn't she? Share it around a bit. It's <laughs> no need to be, be, be greedy. Um, but she was devastated, wasn't she? That picture at the end of uh, her and, uh, and Sammy Stoza, I mean, really... They took it hard. I think that's a, a tough loss for them to swallow. And as you say, it's, it is a bit of a shame for her year to finish on that sort of note because it's a real downer and they were desperate to win. And obviously it was at home and everything. But I mean, just you've got to hand it to Kiki. I mean, she didn't single-handedly win it, of course not, but she was outstanding. I mean, she took a win over the world number one, six in the third, was amazing in the doubles. She'd had to just, you know, quickly get there from Shenzhen playing the doubles there. Like she's just been all over it. Amazing finish to the year. And we've got to say that she recently split up with her coach Sasha Bayin. It was his decision, we believe. And she said, Look, I'd love to change his mind. I wish this wasn't his decision, but that is how he feels and so he's off to pass his new and she will go off and link up with a new coach. But I mean what a way for her. Now she's flying into London to be with Dominic team and to try and cheer him on. We should say, can we say now? Say what? Roger Federer has won. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's over. Yeah, it's not true. breaking news because people will be listening to this and he could be out or on court at the time. But he's beaten Matteo Berrettini. So the crowd, and it's incredible. Crowds for Roger Federer are insane in terms of the people queuing, the people who want to be there to watch him play. I'd probably say second to Federer. Would you agree that it's Federer, then Nadal? Yes. Then Djokovic? Yes. Yeah, I would, um, for sure. There's a bit of a gap between them. I mean, every, I mean, Fed packs out a stadium. Nadal is almost always full, unless it's maybe, you know, Philip Chatrier or something, or a tournament where he's, of course, been huge, or it's Madrid or you know, something like that. But, uh, yeah, and then another step down is, is probably Djokovic. But they are, of course, the top three, and it is, it's fair enough, I think, with the, the Federer brand. It's, uh, it's still alive and kicking, although he is struggling a little more against the, uh, the top guys. Random stat for you here. Oh. Roger Federer is now 17-0 and 0 in ATP Finals second matches. Oh. So whatever happens in the first one, <laughs> he does like a second match. Is there, do you think there's a reason for that? Oh, no, I, there's, I'm just giving you a random stat. Which, do we have time for a question? Because I know you have oh, to. Oh, questions, yeah. We're working for different people today. Yes. And do you have to leave us soon or are you okay? Oh, yeah, we can keep going. Fire me with the question. Okay, right. This is from Nat. Hello, Nat, in Canada. Uh, a question about challenges. She's wondering about challenges. As in, not the challenges, but the challenges. Yes. See? You with me? 
Gotcha. Yeah, I'm with you now. Yeah. When do players get access to challenges? Is it something they have to train to get better at? Are there strategies they develop with their coach to know when to challenge and when not to? Some of the players seem to challenge so strategically and accurately, and others are so, in Nat's words, crap at it. Sits a pass <laughs> is the word she that's puts in brackets. Yes, it's pass. I think also Federer is not very good. Federer at is really not very good. I mean, there are some that are really, really far out. Uh, everybody has a different approach. I think some players just challenge if they think the call is wrong, regardless of score, regardless of situation. But I find it crazy. I remember watching a, a Joanna Conta match, and the first point of the match, she hit a first serve, the very first shot of the match, and it was called out. She thought it was in, and she challenged it. I just kind of think. Even if you're right, it's just not worth it. It's, this is we haven't even got anywhere yet. This is basically still the warm-up. How you, it's for me, I think that uh, challenges should be used more tactically than they are just what, to give of, yourself a little bit of time or to to disrupt the momentum of your opponent. No, no, no. Tactically, in terms of um, obviously when you think that the the shot is when you think the call is wrong, but at times where it's important, because there's no point in. There's just no point in wasting them all in the first four or five games. Then you get to five all and you've got nothing left. Like There's no point in that. You have to try and keep them for the, the latter stages. And we've seen that happen so many times. People run out of challenges. But is it something you would sit and talk to your coach about or not? It depends. If uh, if I was, say, coaching Joanna Conta, I would say to her, don't challenge on the first ball. That's... We don't, we don't need it. It's not worth that much. Let's just pretend that you missed the serve and we carry on and it's not a big deal. Because... You, because if she so she loses that challenge, if it's wrong, I mean she's lost a challenge before you even started. We haven't even played a point, and you're down to two challenges, right? So you want to try and try and max out, as it were. And then also on the flip side, even if you're not convinced whether something's whether the call is wrong, but later on, if it's five all, fifteen thirty, and you're you know up on their service game, you know you're fifteen thirty up, and there's anything remotely close, just absolutely give it a challenge because you just never know. You never know, it might it might be in. And then there you are, 15.40, what a crucial time that is. So I think it works kind of both ways. You have to be really, really stingy with your challenges and only challenge if you really, really believe it at the beginning. And then towards the end, anything close, go for it. Just to say, they are now polishing the cutlery. I'm quite excited for the cutlery we're going to have at dinner. I think it's it's been very <laughs> thoroughly it looked is. after. It's, it's some lovely ladies yeah. taking great care and maybe making a little bit of noise but you know what it was great the other day one I like about the tour finals slightly different to other tournaments it's got a little bit more of a relaxed feel about it so I remember was it last year when Jack Sock was here with the doubles or was it the year before you know his girlfriend was sitting on the bench you know, I mean she'd be on a mobile phone but but she was there and she was presently great yesterday during Sasha Zverev's warm-up Lovic the dog came oh, out of course in a in a in a bag in a dog bag by a, a designer dog bag I think it was Louis Vuitton I mean oh, it's, yeah. it's worth more than any handbag I will ever own yeah and and I, who was I I was with Miles McClagg and he said the dog's out take it take it and I said but it's got a big window in it's got like a window and dog yeah. toys in I'm not going to wander off with Lovic's dog bag as, yeah, as right. he went onto the court and then Stefano Sitsipas's mum when he was practicing she sat in the umpire's chair I was looking around I looked up and I suddenly thought that's his mum yeah. just sat in the chair just keeping an eye on things and that's what I quite like about here there's that it's a hugely serious tournament these are the best eight singles players and doubles pairings out there but I quite like the way there's also 
a relaxed feel to it as well. Yeah, and I think it's because it caps off the year, doesn't it? And everybody has achieved their spot. They've they've gained their spot here. They've earned it. And it's been such a big push. So you feel like a Berrettini or those players. It's been a big push to try and finally grab that spot. They're here. They've had a fabulous year. And it's it's kind of like, I mean, it's not like, oh, if they win a match, it's a bonus. They, of course, really want to win and do as well as they possibly can. But for a lot of players, you know, this is the reward of the year, isn't it? This is this is it. Wow, I've qualified for the O2 and now I'm here. So there is that, that I suppose, a bit more of a relaxed vibe. Do we attract noise, do you think? Something, something's, something's being built. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's like someone has been to IKEA, and <laughs> and they've come back and they've decided to assemble right in front of us. And yep. we we're in, we're in a, we should say we're in a very big room. I mean, this is full of tables. It's full of empty spaces. It's, it's very, but for some reason. We've come to us. <laughs> I think they're more chairs. It's yeah, exactly. It's the chair that we're sitting on. There's more of them. More of them coming. I feel like we've got enough. Like they're <laughs> not full. There's lots of spare ones around. <laughs> I don't know if we need any more. But um, no, they're working very hard at putting together the uh, the flat pack. They're very nice chairs, actually. There'll be do you think there'll be bits missing at the end when they put them together. Well, there might be chairs missing. If I can sneak out with one, I'll be very happy. But you know when there's that screw missing and you put your wardrobe together oh. and you find a couple of screws and then it starts leaning a little bit to the left and you don't know where that screw comes from. Well, he did just say he's not very good at DIY, so did he? Maybe if there's a wobbly one around. These chairs are quite nice, <laughs> though, aren't they? They're quite as we said. Look, they look after the players and, and they look after the media and the spectators. But the only problem with the O2 is. Apart from my boat ride this morning, you don't see daylight because everything yeah. is here. Yeah. Whether you, say you need to get something from the chemist or a supermarket, or you want to get yourself a coffee, or if you want to go to the cinema, or there's something called free jumping or oxygen jumping or yeah, whatever jumping that is, you can do everything here and actually never leave. Yeah, trampolines, cinema. I think there's ice skating, and also they have this weird inside-outside bit. Well, normally every Christmas they have ice skating. I don't know if they set that up yet. What's inside-outside? Well, you know, to walk from the media centre to the media restaurant, you have this weird inside-outside bit in the dome. So it's it's as cold as outside, so you feel like you're outside. It's freezing. But it is covered, because the dome covers it, but you, it is kind of... Do you know what I mean, inside-outside? It is inside-outside. Is it inside or is it outside? Well, it's outside, but mm. inside. Oh. Inside? Uh, <laughs> I got lost. Technically, we're in the building, aren't I've we? gone the wrong way three times. <laughs> People keep telling me... Where apparently, Nicola Mahoo and Pierre Goubert... Nicola Mahu is really bad with directions to the point that he trusts his doubles partner implicitly like I would trust you implicitly. Absolutely. And so sometimes at tournaments, Pierre Goubert will lead him round the tournament but lead him in the wrong direction and he doesn't say a word because he doesn't know where he's going and he said sometimes just for the fun of it, he takes him in the wrong direction. Oh, where'd they end up? Well, champagne bar. Not in the right place, (laughs) it seems. Have we attracted everybody though? Do you feel everyone's come and sat with us? Is there a meeting going on that we should be part of? Oh, I think, should we join in? What what are we chatting about? Well, we're going to have some extra chairs that are going to be built. You're off to do a quiz soon, aren't you? Don't you have to do a quiz? Yeah, quiz quiz for Quiz Bowers. Okay. Somehow you've got out of this. (laughs) But we're all going to be quizzing Chris on his knowledge of Novak Djokovic. Do you have a question? I do have a question. What's your question? Let's see if our, our listeners can answer your question. My question is, in 2010, Novak Djokovic starred in a music video. It was Martin Solvig's song, Hello. 
Did he? And it was filmed on Philip Chatrier. So there was this game going on between Solvig and Bob Sinclair, the two DJs or whatever, producers or whatever they are. And Djokovic walked on the court halfway through. But what did he do? What did he do in the music video? I don't know the answer. <laughs> See, Chris is going to be expecting questions about results and what was his first doubles title and this, that and whatever. And nope. My question was going to be, not that I'm taking past six, I'm not with you guys today. What is the most popular, what's the biggest selling pizza at his family's pizza restaurant? Oh, that's a good one. What is it? I don't know. Oh. No, there, is, one? there is no answer. I don't know. Should I just make it up? They have a pizza restaurant. But I don't know. Just make Should it I up. just ask it and make Can it up? Can you ask that what question? What should we say it is? Um, Hawaiian. Pepperoni? Pepperoni? Margarita is always the most popular, isn't it? Okay, go with it. It is always no, margarita. Because I think that's the answer he'll give you. So I think we need to, it needs to be a little bit... Need to give him a point. Yeah. If he doesn't know the ins and outs of uh, Martin Solvig's <laughs> video. <laughs> Philip Shatry. Yeah. And by the way, the, the two gentlemen building the furniture, I can confirm they're not very good at building chairs because that fella has been looking at that chair leg one stick of wood for a good three <laughs> minutes now and it especially the same each side and he just keeps looking at it from side to side and you know what he's now put it down and he's yeah, picked up another, another one, one. <laughs> looks exactly the same <laughs> oh i love it are you gonna get the boat home would you do that or, i mean not home home all the way home but just back to the hotel can you do that at night or not I, I assume they stop at some point. They run in the dark. I we're normally here till quite late. Yeah. So I'm going to be here probably till about 11 o'clock tonight. Yeah, maybe just get the bus back. So I'd probably I'd probably get lost. And if that fella can't hook that rope over the whatever, I think on the way... In the morning, it's fine because you're energised, you're ready for the day, you're going to work. 11 o'clock night, it's just, can I go home? Yeah. Just want to go home now. Yeah. So I think, but I think if we do it at the weekend, do a little video of your hair... <laughs> oh this is going to be a highlight isn't it yeah your hair us making no sense not being able to hear us i'm going to look an absolute mess for the final let's do it oh it's radio oh, that is true <laughs> my face never goes on to you're going to be okay we're going to be fine so i think we're going to do that later in the week okay okay we can do that okay Let's do it. I hope I look as good as you do afterwards. Add a hat on. Bring a ba bring a brush. I told you that. I didn't have a brush. Just Did have you a have hat. a hat on? Yeah. Well, that's cheating. You I didn't say that. It's cheating. What do you mean it's cheating? How does <laughs> it's cheating? I was specifically talking about how great your hair looks. You could have said, oh, I had a hat on. So I did. Fun. You weren't listening. Oh. The people who've been listening to this from the start will know that I said I had a hat on. Oh, it's very loud. You people chose to ignore chairs. me and just talk about your hair going up straight up and looking a mess. People are building chairs and throwing cutlery around. It's very difficult to concentrate. I had a hat on. He's still got that piece of wood. Oh, it's the same he's, bit. He still doesn't know what to do with it, does he? Mm. <laughs> Not right. <laughs> I'm going to go to Quiz Bowers and I'm going to go and purchase a hairbrush. Oh, and a hat. Gonna, I'm gonna do you bring not a hat. have a hairbrush? No, I well, yeah, I do, but I just don't have one with me. We well, don't need it now. Okay, right, okay, I'll pick up my hairbrush from home and I'll get a hat. Do you have a hat? Yeah. There we go. It's <laughs> gonna be fine. <laughs> <laughs>